Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Wilson delivers Sutton into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. They went back to it, David. Bring everybody. Man coverage in the secondary. Coming in the season with only 300 or so snaps. Play clock down to three. They get it to Taylor. And Taylor into the end zone. Spinning. Touchdown, Colts. Fumble recovered by the Colts. And then Jonathan Taylor from two yards took care of the rest. Second nine. Stafford. Look out from behind. Von Miller got him again. Sack number two for Vaughn in a return to L.A. Yeah, they, they got an enormous ovation when they walked out on the field before the game. And Mookie Betts launches one to begin the sixth. A rough uh, welcome there for Scott McGuff on to begin this inning. Mookie Betts is 36th, and that's a new career high. Great atmosphere at Wrigley tonight. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got him with a high fastball. Strikeout number eight for Justin Steele. He gets a standing ovation. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Cubs one, Brewers nothing. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Wednesday, August 30th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2100.7, the Broncos over under eight and a half wins in 2023. The Colts, should they have traded Jonathan Taylor? The Bills, will they win the AFC East again? The Diamondbacks, should they be demoralized? The National League, who should be the Cy Young frontrunner? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15, our NFL team previews. Well, we were scheduled to do this at 9.15. This has been moved back to 10.15, but we will continue our NFL team previews. Today with the Denver Broncos, Eric Goodman from Mile High Sports Radio scheduled to join us at 10.15 during the extra point. So in the next segment, I'm just going to basically go through some season win totals and some of the various locations, at least in Nevada, and a couple at least a couple of the online uh, you know, you know, places, you know, at least in the United States, and give you some highs and lows and just some random opinions. That'll be in the 9.15 segment. It's going to be the greatest segment in the history of the show. 9.30 Interactive Action, 602-260-1060. This will be the second greatest segment in the history of the show. That also include the local roundup. That will include a little more on the, uh, the Cardinals' you know, cut-down day, even though they did a lot of their cut-down day before yesterday, needless to say. Uh, time pending, some ASU, Juve football, and also some Diamondbacks and Dodgers analysis for Monday night. Very similar to yesterday's show, 
uh, excuse me, from Tuesday night, uh, very similar to yesterday's show. Not much da- uh, Dodgers Diamondbacks analysis required the last two nights. Also, in addition, uh, the final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That'll be topped by the MLB scoreboard. A few things from yesterday. Then, after the Sports Zone from 10 to noon, the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Once again, that'll include a Broncos season preview with Eric Goodman from Mile High Sports Radio at around 10:15. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we begin with a KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is the Denver Broncos over or under six and a half, excuse me, eight and a half wins. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Eight and a half wins. That might give you an idea of which direction I'm leaning towards. Over eight and a half wins in 2023, and Kayla's here and has the early returns. And it was only five wins for them last year, which seems like a miracle, right? Uh, under <laughs> <It's true. laughs> under eight and they a half. Got, they got hot at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah, right. Uh, under eight and a half wins, 75% of the vote over sitting at 25%. The Broncos last year did finish a disastrous five and 12. And first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett didn't even make it through the first season. And he's been replaced by an, 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 on the offseason by a previous Super Bowl-winning head coach and one Sean Payton. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, should the Colts have traded Jonathan Taylor? Kayla, what's going on here? The masses are on the yes side of things at 76.5%. No trailing at 23.5%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. The Colts failed to deal their unhappy running back on Tuesday. He will begin the regular season on the pup list, which means he will miss at least the first four games of the regular season. The Dolphins, Bears, Broncos, and Packers reportedly showed interest in making a trade, but they didn't offer enough that the Colts traded them. Meanwhile, the Bills begin the season with uh, Von Miller on the injured list of the pup list. Uh, This is not unexpected. We talked about this last week when we previewed the Bills. Miller is still recovering from his 2002 knee injury, which actually happened on Thanksgiving Day. Will the Bills win the AFC East for a fourth consecutive season? Meanwhile, on the local front, the Diamondbacks are not a playoff team right now. Uh, The Diamondbacks, after Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, were pummeled basically the last two nights. Uh, they have now fallen behind the Giants in the wild card standings. Is it demoralizing that the Diamondbacks have been basically totally outclassed the last two nights at Dodger Stadium? Meanwhile, back to the uh, Spain the Globe portion of the show. The Brewers' uh, winning streak ended last night. Colts left-hander Justin Steele continued his Cy Young-type season, uh, leading the Cubs to a 1-0 victory over the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers had won nine in a row before that game last night. Should Justin Steele be the front runner for the NL uh, Cy Young Award? By the way, Steele now has the second most quality starts in Major League Baseball this year, behind only Garrett Cole. Also, in addition to all those outstanding questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060, 
or twitter.com slash kdusam1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by the, uh, you know, actually it's going to be followed by me rambling about season win totals. Once again, uh, the uh, 10-15 segment today during the extra point, uh, we will preview Team 30 of our 32-team NFL previews to begin the season or preview the season. Today, the Denver Broncos. And I'll talk with Eric Goodman of Mile High Sports Radio. That will be at around 10-15. Once again, at the bottom of this hour, it'll be phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060. Also, the local roundup. That'll have some Cardinals, Sun Devils, and Wildcats stuff. Plus, some uh, brief analysis from the Diamondbacks and uh, Dodgers uh, route from last night at Dodger Stadium. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. SB Nation Radio is now Sports Map Radio, keeping sports content fresh and fun. Join us right here on KDUS AM 1060. All right. Was that part on the air? <laughs> my, my text message uh, to a friend. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the Sports Show with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD 2 100.7. Uh, you're home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Uh, we were scheduled to be joined by Eric Goodman of Mile High Sports Radio in this segment. We've moved that to 10:15 during the extra point, so stay tuned for that. Uh, lots going on with the Broncos, obviously, the new coaching situation, uh, some Arizona connections. Vance Joseph, uh, former Cardinals defensive coordinator, back in Denver. Remember, he used to be the head coach there. Now he's back as the defensive coordinator in Denver. And also Zach Allen, who was a win on the field and healthy here, was a productive player. Uh, He was a free agent signing uh, for the Broncos on defense. We'll cover those things and more in the next hour with Eric. All right, so in lieu of this, and uh, we had to change uh, the time on this. uh, No problem with that, but I'm just kind of – had to uh, come up with something at almost the last minute here, which is fine. Uh, but I'm just going to go through some NFL season win totals. I have a list of four or five sports books around America here in front of me. And uh, I'm going to go, I'll go some high or low or type of things. And, and you know, kind of if I have an opinion on a team, I'll throw that out. So let's start with the Cowboys. This is seemingly in no real order, right? It's not alphabetical. It's not from you know, most wins to least wins. So sorry about that. But we're going to start with the Cowboys. They pretty much, uh, there are a couple of 10s out there uh, as far as the season win totals. Mostly 9.5, however. And uh, I'm not going to say after every team, I don't have an opinion, I don't have an opinion. Uh, I'm not going to do that because almost every team, almost every team, I really don't have much of an opinion. But, uh, you know, I'm going to start by saying it here, though. Uh, I'm just going to you know, say I don't have an opinion and then I'm going to move on to the next team. Which will be the 49ers, 10.5 across the board. Really high number. Uh, rarely, if ever, have I bet the high numbers in these totals under over the years. And that's the case here. 
Uh, I'm not. They're not betting it over. Excuse me, and I'm not certainly not going to bet it under at this point because I think the Niners are in a division where almost certainly, in my opinion, they're going to win at least you know four games in the division uh, because I think the Cardinals and the Rams are you know the Cardinals are awful. The Rams I don't think are very good. Meanwhile, the Steelers, an intriguing team, and not surprisingly. Uh, there's uh, some variance here. Anything from eight and a half to even a couple of nine and a halfs. There's juice involved in that, obviously. But uh, you know, they're they are intriguing. I know that Kenny Pickett had the greatest preseason since Ty Detmer. Um, sort of kidding. I used to call Ty Detmer Mr. August when he would light it up in preseason every year, and then uh, when the regular season came, he'd be on the bench. Or if he got a chance to start in the NFL, he wasn't any good. I'm not sure Kenny Pickett's not Ty Detmer Jr., quite frankly. Uh, so I need to see something from the Steelers and Mr. Pickett and their offense, which is suddenly now great. Yeah, okay, great. It showed to me in the regular season over a consens- consistent basis, and I might actually believe it then. I might. I'm not sure I will, but I might. Meanwhile, the Seahawks, anywhere from eight and a half, lots of nines out there now. This has seemingly gone up over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I understand the move. The Bills uh, sitting at 10.5 pretty much everywhere. We previewed them last week. We mentioned in the first uh, segment during the uh, pipeline that uh, Von Miller, not surprisingly, placed on the pup list. Yeah, he went down with that knee injury Thanksgiving Day last year. And uh, it, was, uh, it would have been a shock had he actually started the regular season this year. Meanwhile, the Jags. Uh, this is the team, and there are 10s out there now, so I'm interested in this. Uh, there's, you know, there's no 10s in Arizona that I'm aware of, but there are some 10s around the country, so if you've got some connection somewhere and you want to bet the Jags under, you can bet under 10, uh, at least a couple of places, in, including a DraftKings place that has 10. Uh, so I guess I think that is, I think there's a little there's DraftKings somewhere in Arizona. But anyway, uh, I'm definitely interested in betting under 10 on the Jags this upcoming season. I don't think there's any chance they're winning 11. Uh, And I just think that they're an incredibly overrated team heading into the season, especially if you watch the NFL Network, which is pretty much several of their analysts seemingly have put them uh, as the undefeated Super Bowl champions. I'm exaggerating a bit, but not that much, I don't think. Uh, The Falcons sitting at 8.5, that seems to be uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, the Chargers at nine and a half. We will preview the Chargers tomorrow, so I'm going to, uh, you, know, you know, you know, not steal the thunder of tomorrow's show at nine fifteen. We're previewing the Chargers, so they're nine and a half. So I don't see anything other than nine and a half. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we previewed uh, on Monday. They're sitting at eleven and a half. Once again, high numbers. I'm not going to bat that over. They have a very difficult schedule. If I had to do anything, it would be the under, but I'm not going to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. But I'm just, you know, 12 and 5 with that schedule, I think would be a very, uh, uh, try not to quote gamble. I think that would be gambling. Uh, so good luck to you if you're in that situation. Meanwhile, the Bears, um, who I keep hearing a lot of good things about, and I'm baffled by this too. They have to play defense at some point, right? And they have to block. And they've had offensive line injuries. I know their offensive line, they went out and improved it during the offseason, but they've had a couple of guys go down in the preseason and training camp. 
Uh, the Bears are seven and a half everywhere. So I think the betters have a much better take on the Bears at this point, or at least the line maker, uh, than uh, the actual, you know, some of the uh, media experts, so to speak. Meanwhile, the Packers uh, also seven and a half, and the Bears and the Packers play Week One. Uh, the Titans sitting at seven and a half. This is a team that I like over the total. I mentioned that when we did our team preview on the Titans a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, obviously taking some chance, couple chances here. The one that you know Tannehill can stay upright, which he couldn't do last year behind the bad offensive line. Derrick Henry stays healthy. Obviously, don't want him to trade Derrick Henry, but I don't think that's happening. Uh, if they get off to a bad start, they might trade Derrick Henry. But if they get off to a bad start, you're probably, um, you know, I would be in, in trouble already uh, with the over seven and a half. Uh, the Lions, another extremely overrated team in my opinion. Uh, there were actually a couple of tens out there very early in the offseason when people were just completely crazy. Uh, but it seems like it's nine and a half everywhere now. Meanwhile, the Jets uh, sitting at nine and a half. I'm a little surprised uh, that there are, I don't see any tens. I'm a little surprised because hard knocks sometimes. And you know, I guess Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, the first preseason game, he looked like, uh, you know, I'm sure that that'll be part of his Hall of Fame uh, speech when, you know, I had a great preseason game against the Giants that put me in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, being sarcastic, obviously, sometimes I have to point that out to people here. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, I'm surprised there, it's just nine and a half. I was hoping if there's some tens that pop up, I would be interested in betting the jets under 10. Meanwhile, the Vikings, uh, sitting at eight and a half across the board. I really want to bet on the Vikings to do well, but eight and a half is a really good number. Uh, the division odds thought about that and I'm just going to pass and the Vikings are a team I'm going to close, pay close attention to on a week-to-week basis, at least early during the season, and see if I can make some hay off of that, likely betting on the Vikings. Meanwhile, the Colts sitting at 6.5. A little surprised. Uh, There seems like 6.5 everywhere after the Jonathan Taylor thing yesterday. He's not going to play for at least the first four games of the season. 6.5 is a low number. It's a bad division. I can understand it's still sitting at 6.5. The Dolphins. Uh, nine and a half. I don't think there's a team in the NFL that has had a worst like five, six weeks than the Dolphins. Obviously, it started with uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, one of the very first training camp practices going down with the knee injuries out till December. They've had a whole bunch of injuries, uh, either in the offensive line. You've got the defensive line situation with their best uh, lineman uh holding out uh, even though he's not going to hold out now i guess but he's you know been holding in as far as training camp and the preseason uh so i did get the dolphins thing is uh, kind of a mess right now and uh i'm tempted to bet the under but nine and a half is an interesting number and i also just don't think as much of this division the afc east in general as i did a few weeks ago uh, this, uh, the New York Giants at 7.5. I've heard a lot of Giants over talk here in the last few days. Uh, but if I remember correctly, and we did the Giants preview several weeks ago, uh, their early season schedule, they could be in big trouble as far as that 7.5 if they get off to a slow start this year. And uh, the schedule, the first night of the season, they play Monday, they play Sunday night, Sunday night at home against the, uh, against the Cowboys. 
uh, not surprisingly, because uh, you know the prime time people love the Cowboys and the Giants. They're on they're on prime time at least once every year, it seems. Uh, so that's not surprising. But the Giants, seven and a half. As I mentioned, lots of people that I actually pay attention to and think are pretty sharp uh, like the Giants over the total. I'm just going to pass. Meanwhile, the Broncos, we'll get into them a little later on. That's the poll question for today. Pretty much eight and a half everywhere. Uh, the Panthers sitting at seven and a half. I know a lot of people are down the Panthers in the preseason because their offensive line has been atrocious and Bryce Young has been smacked around. Still a really bad division. I think they still have a pretty good defense. Uh, not interested in betting on either side on this, but just trying to give you both sides of the story there. The Commanders uh, sitting at uh, six and a half. Um, Actually, from six to seven, it seems like six and a half is the standard number, however, uh, for season win totals. Uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, ten and a half. Uh, there are some places I see as low as nine and a half, though, so there's some there definitely some variance here from book to book. Uh, back in the day, you know, when I was betting these things, uh, 10, maybe even like seven, seven to ten years ago, uh, they didn't always have the half numbers here. You could like, uh, for instance, I mentioned low on the side, low, low for the Ravens nine and a half. I see some ten and a halves. Uh, there would be a back in the day. Maybe there's still a couple tens out there, but I don't see any right now. At least on the the uh, the, the group of uh, sports books that I have in front of me, as far as the screen goes. The Rams. Uh, I think they're going to be bad. I already mentioned that six and a half. Those sounds like a decent total. They do not have the murderer's row schedule after they finished horribly last season, needless to say. They don't have the Super Bowl type of schedule that they had from last year, which also helped contribute to their bad season in addition to all the injuries that they have. The Saints sitting at 9.5. I'm on record uh, during our you know, you know, fan duel spots the last couple of weeks and also when we uh, previewed the Saints. Uh, that I like the Saints over the total. I think they have the absolute easiest schedule in the NFL. Their offensive line's healthy. They have a competent quarterback. They have a good backup quarterback. I think that uh, you know Jameis is a good backup quarterback. And their defense is almost for sure, which was pretty good last year, going to be better this year because their defense, excuse me, their offense will not put that defense in as many bad positions as a year ago. The Cleveland Browns, and then I've talked to several people about this and you know, listened to podcasts. It seems like I'm not the, uh, the lone wolf here. The Browns are the most confusing team and most difficult team to forecast in the NFL, according to many. I'm at the front of the line as far as that goes. Nine and a half is now the consensus win total. You know, This was like eight and a half about you know, at least a month ago. So there's been lots of action here on the Browns. I guess every time Jameis Winston has completed the pass, either in training camp or the preseason, boom, 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 it's gone up some. The Eagles sitting 11 and a half, same song and dance here. Uh, you know, high numbers. I'm not betting it over, and uh, you know, I have enough uh, you, know, you know respect for the Eagles and their deep roster that I've never even thought about betting it under. The Raiders sitting at six and a half. I agree with that number. I think the Raiders are a candidate to be the second worst team in the NFL this year behind the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, from what I've, you know, I've watched, thank God, any Raiders preseason snaps. I don't even know if I've seen any Raiders preseason highlights for that matter. 
Uh, and I do when I do see preseason highlights, it's just kind of by mistake, and I have a TV on, and they're showing something of uh, the preseason. But uh, I can't imagine that they're going to be any good. Meanwhile, the Patriots, seven and a half, uh, with their one quarterback now. Mac Jones is the one quarterback on the roster. There was some Colt McCoy talk about maybe him going to the Patriots uh, on the NFL Network on their Good Morning Football show this morning. That was actually one of the topics that they they, they at least brought up. The Bengals sitting at 11.5 wins, same deal here, except, yeah, I'm not betting the over, but I do like the under and the Bengals, as we talked about when we previewed, previewed uh, them a couple of weeks ago. The Buccaneers... Another candidate to be the worst team in the league, but I think their defense is actually too good to be the worst team in the league, second worst team in the league, because the Cardinals are the worst team in the league. I think we've all established that at this point. Uh, but the Buccaneers pretty much six and a half across the board. Tough to bet that under because they're in bad division, and that's, you know, with the exception of the two games against the Saints, you would think that they're going to win a game or two uh, when they play the Falcons plus the Panthers. Uh, so we got two more to go here. Uh, the Texans sitting at six and a half, uh, and I like the I liked it when it was five and a half. It was five and a half literally like two or three weeks ago. Uh, you know, I did get in a little bit on the five and a half over. Wish I had gotten in over a little more on that, but now it seems like there's six and a half everywhere. And uh, C.J. Stroud, I know, had a good preseason finale. Uh, actually, the last couple of preseason games, I guess he was good. Uh, so you know, maybe that's why it's uh, seemingly now six and a half everywhere after it was five and a half less than a month ago. And the Cardinals are last on this list. And there apparently were a couple of fours that popped up after the Colt McCoy uh, you got cut news on Monday. But it seems like now it's back to four and a half seemingly everywhere. At least that's uh, you know, the, the five places I have in front of me here right now. That's what the Cardinals are listed as. I've never bet a team with that low of a number under the total in my history of betting NFL totals. Uh, but if I were to have forced to do anything on this, I would. Do, I can't make a case for the Cardinals to win five games. Uh, I think that would be uh, – you know, if that happens, Jonathan Gannon might be a candidate for coach of the year because they have an atrociously bad roster. And uh, that roster is going to get turned over, I assume, a whole lot – in the next couple of days with the waiver wire period. I believe the waiver wire period ends today. Uh, so if you're going to claim somebody that got waived yesterday, he has to be on your team this you know, to start the season. He has to be under 53-man roster immediately. You can't put him on the practice squad, etc. But uh, there, there's not a team, I don't think there's any question about this, there's not a team in the NFL that has a worse roster Right now, and it's not going to change because of the waiver wire than the Arizona Cardinals heading into the 2023 season. All right. I made it through the segment. I think that was actually pretty fun, at least for me. Hopefully it was uh, fun for you. Hopefully if you're, still, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Good deal. Maybe you took some notes. Probably not. If you're driving, don't take notes, which I actually, when I did drive, uh, occasionally did that <laughs> back in the day. Maybe less than occasionally. Maybe every time I was you know, close to a stoplight or you know, stuck in traffic or whatever, I was a big note taker. I had a notepad right next to it on the passenger side with a pen. Uh, so that was uh, back in the day. 
All right, next segment, phone call time, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get to today's local roundup. A little on the Cardinals, Sun Devils, and Wildcats, plus uh, time pending. Some on the Diamondbacks and Dodgers from last night. If I don't get to the Diamondbacks and Dodgers from last night, I'm sure we'll get to that in the extra point. Hosted by Kayla from 10 to noon. Right now, this is the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. Have you downloaded the KDUS 1060 app yet? Download today and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2100.7. The update on the Broncos situation. Uh, Eric's not going to be able to join us at all today. We will, Kayla and myself, we will preview the Broncos in the 1015 segment today between the two of us. And I've got some stuff. Unfortunately, we've got some injuries that I don't really have too much information about, but we will. Uh, We'll go through the guys that are, you know, I think significant and nicked up at least right now and uh, how that might uh, you know, alter our opinion on the Broncos for the upcoming season. All right, on to the local roundup we go. And I want to start with the Cardinals. Uh, they, Of course, they made their big roster moves last week and on Monday. Uh, there weren't many big names remaining for them on Tuesday during NFL cutdown day on Tuesday, the you know, kind of the unofficial cutdown day. You know, they obviously traded Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones last week, last Thursday. Uh, and then on Monday, it was the news that, uh, the, that uh, the expected starting quarterback, at least expected to me, uh, Colt McCoy, was cut. Among the Tuesday cuts were longtime long snapper Aaron Brewer. Um, I have no idea, but... I don't know if long snappers are going to, I assume you can probably make it through waivers most of the time. So I'm not sure they'll bring him back or not. It was certainly a big deal. Was that last year or the year before when, uh, you know, when he was out for a while and uh, the Cardinals had some serious kicking issues for a couple of, you know, two, three weeks when Brewer was out, maybe even a little longer than that. So he was cut. Uh, Richard Lawrence, this is not surprising. And also Corey Clement, uh, not, he was also cut. We mentioned on Monday's show, those two dudes were playing in the fourth quarter of the last two preseason games. That's usually a pretty good indic- indication. In fact, for me, that's the only reason I really pay attention to the Cardinals preseason games in the fourth quarter. Who's out there that shouldn't be out there? Well, Lawrence and Clement were two guys that were out there that you, you wouldn't think would be out there. Or if they're out there, they're probably not going to make the final roster, and they did not. Also, uh, switching to ASU football, Kenny Dillingham addressed the media on Monday. I didn't have time to get this in yesterday. Obviously, they start Thursday night, the season opener against Southern Utah. We will talk ASU football and the Cardinals tomorrow with Doug Haller during the extra point. Doug from the Athletic, of course. Uh, Dillingham. Uh, talked about uh, yes, uh, to, uh, Monday, excuse me, during his press conference about the uh, the uh, recent improvement of now recently starting uh, named starting quarterback uh, Jaden Rashada, also uh, Elijah Badger, who I can make a case is the best at least skill player, uh, the returning skill player that ASU has back. He will not play uh, in the first half of this game. Remember, and I forgot all about this. He was ejected during the final regular season game last season, the loss at Arizona. He's ineligible to play in the first half of the game 
this week against uh, Southern Utah. Meanwhile, uh, multiple national media members are, I think, accurately criticizing ASU President Michael Crow and Athletic Director Ray Anderson uh, for them waiting to announce that ASU will take the self-imposed bowl ban for the upcoming season. And the criticism is because they did that just five days before the season opener. Among those offering criticism, Stuart Mandel, friend of the program for many years, and Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. Uh, they have a podcast called The Audible. And uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, they, you know, I think, justifiably uh, criticized ASU leadership or lack thereof. Meanwhile, the U of A, uh, apparently healthy, heading into uh, the Saturday opener for the U of A against NAU, a game you can hear right here. Uh, head coach Jed Fish met with the media in Tucson on Monday, and he said that all 85 scholarship players are good to go in the opener, which is really rare. Uh, whether it be an NFL team or a college team, is going to start the regular season with all their available players healthy enough to go. But that's, he said, all 85 scholarship players are ready to go. Also in a local roundup, the Diamondbacks, uh, top two starting pitchers have been hit hard the last two nights. Monday night, Zach Gallon allowed a career-high most to four home runs in the 75 loss at Dodger Stadium. Last night, Merrill Kelly continued just uh, his horrendous history against the Dodgers. He allowed seven runs in five innings. Uh, the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks last night last night nine to one. Uh, the Dodgers, by the way, scored three first inning, three first inning runs, he tried to say, in each of those two games. Uh, Kelly is now zero in 11, zero in 11 in his career against the Dodgers. Also, uh, you know, to answer the pipeline question I threw out about the Dodgers and Diamondbacks and Dodgers, I don't think the Diamondbacks should be demoralized after the last two nights. The Diamondbacks actually entered this series having won 12 of their last 15 games. The Dodgers are 23-4 and in the month of August. Not surprisingly, that's the best record in baseball over that span. In fact, there have been very few teams in the history of the sport that have ever won 23 games in any month. Uh, they're currently 23-4 and four this month. However, it's not a good thing that last night was the ninth time this season, this the ninth time that the Diamondbacks have allowed at least nine runs in a game, excuse me, the 20th time this season that the Diamondbacks have at least allowed, allowed at least nine runs in a game. That's a ton. Uh, tonight, they try to avoid being swept at Dodger Stadium. Brandon Fott goes for the Diamondbacks tonight. I want to go back to you. Ryan Pepio was an, he's listed by some as the starting pitcher for the Dodgers, unless I just completely missed it because I've, quite frankly, I didn't stay up for the entire nine to one route last night. I went to bed, but at the time, there was TBA. Uh, for tonight, the Dodgers have not officially announced that Ryan Pepio is going to be their starting pitcher. He's a guy that's really intriguing. He's been up and down from the major leagues to the minor leagues and a couple of uh, different times with frequency, let's put it that way, over the last couple of years. Uh, he's got a couple of opportunities here of late and has been very good, but uh, he's not a, an established major league starting pitcher He's like one, another very young pitcher. I think he's like 22 or something like that. 
I've had him on and off a fantasy team a couple of times, so I'm a little familiar with him. Uh, but he's been good lately. Brandon Fott has also been good lately. Finally got that first Major League victory last week, so now he's 1-6 in, in his career. He got that first Major League victory in his 13th start of the season. Uh, that happened last, th- uh, last uh, Friday night against the uh, Cincinnati Reds. He has been pitching Fott very well in his last seven starts. He has a 349 earned run average and a very good 104 whip over those uh, seven starts, which have covered 41 innings. Uh, he's allowed just uh, 10 walks, 39 strikeouts, and opponents are hitting just 219 against him over those last seven outings. So we'll see if he can uh, uh, slow down the mighty Dodgers tonight. Meanwhile, from the NL wildcard race, the Giants moved ahead of the Diamondbacks in the wildcard standings last night. Alex Cobb came within one out of pitching a no-hitter. Uh, he ended up pitching a 131-pitch complete game in the uh, Giants' 6-1 victory over the very slumping Cincinnati Reds. 131 pitches, 83 strikes. Uh, he allowed only a two-out ninth-inning single to Spencer Steer. Finished uh, the game, Cobb did, with eight strikeouts uh, and just one walk in that contest last night. More importantly, the Giants are getting healthy. Last night, Mitch Hanniger returned from the 60-day injured list. He played left field. He hit cleanup. He was uh, zero for four, but the fact that he actually is out there after missing, you know, four, he missed 64 games uh, before last night, uh, 60, 60, you know, 64 consecutive games till last night. Also, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, he's been out for, for the last 26 games. He's expected to be back in the lineup this afternoon when they conclude the three-game series against Cincinnati in San Francisco. Uh, the pitching matchup expected to be Hunter Green, who has been awful in his two starts off the injured list. Uh, now his earned, his earned run average on the season is above five. Uh, Hunter Green, the prized Reds pitching prospect, against Logan Webb, who has been the uh, ace of the Giants, but he hasn't been very good lately. In fact, he's winless in his last four starts. His earned run average is now 451, and he also now has a losing record on the season at 9-10. and 10. You know, the Cubs, Justin Steele, as I mentioned earlier, and I actually think he, I said this last week, I think he should be the NL Cy Young Award winner as of right now. Last night he struck out nine, excuse, struck out, excuse me, eight and six effective innings, uh, survived a line drive to his leg, leg in the first inning. Looked like he might have to leave the game at that point, but he stayed in and was really good. And the Cubs uh, snapped the uh, Milwaukee Brewers' eight-game, nine-game, nine-game winning streak. They won 1-0. Corbin, Corbin Burns was good for the Brewers last night, but not as good as Steele, who allowed just six hits, one walk, uh, threw a career-high 111 pitches last night. 80 of those were strikes. And his earned run average is now over the last... Oh, in fact, I'm just going to go last eight starts. He's 6-0 and zero with a 309 or run average. And when... Uh, I believe it was Kayla that brought up the uh, the the, uh, the Cy Young Award odds last week. He's not even like in the top four or five. Right now, if I had a vote, which I don't, he would be the winner of my National League Cy Young Award. Meanwhile, Brandon Woodruff will uh, pitch today against Kyle Hendricks, the conclusion of this series at Wrigley Field. Uh, Woodruff uh, you know, won last week. He's just back, I think it's two or three starts since his injury. 
which sidelined him from April until like a couple weeks ago. Uh, he beat the Padres last uh, Friday night in Milwaukee, seven to three. Struck out 13 in six innings in that game. Obviously, when he's healthy and pitching, he is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. All right, that is it from the uh, the local roundup. Next up, after Corey's uh, sports update, we will have a uh, the conclusion of today's spectacular sports zone with me just spewing information here for an hour been interesting i'm sure it's been intriguing and i'm sure you you some of you should be taking notes if you're not driving went through that before anyway national roundup coming up next we'll have some uh, a little more from the major league baseball scoreboard from last night among other things don't forget kayla in the uh, extra point hosting uh, uh kayla hosting the extra point coming up next between 10 and noon don't don't change that dial plus i get to talk a little more which i'm sure everybody's thrilled about after that's pretty much all i've done for this hour you're listening to sports with bob kemp on kdusam 1060 and kiss lux hd 2 100.7 check out the doug gottlieb show monday through friday 1 to 3 p.m right here on kdusam 1060 It's time for today's National Roundup. All right, final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Uh, let's do a little rip from the headlines from the wire thing here. We'll get to maybe some more Major League Baseball a little while later, so I uh, didn't mean to mislead you saying that we get to the from the scoreboard a little earlier in the hour, but uh, I want to get to a couple things here. First up, uh, you know, the contract negotiation situation is not why Joe Burrow is not practicing, according to uh, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. There's plenty of people that think that Burrow is not practicing because he doesn't have a new contract extension. Meanwhile, Dalvin Cook practiced for the first time with the Jets since he finalized the one-year $7 million uh, contract. That was back on April the 14th, but yesterday was the first day he actually practiced. Cook said that he will be ready for the season opener against the Bills. That's the first Monday night of the season. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, the Patriots did wave uh, Bailey Zappi and uh, Malik Cunningham, but uh, they have uh, brought them back after neither uh, was claimed by another team, according to ESPN in the last few moments here. Uh, so at least for a day, Mac Jones was uh, the only guy in the quarterback room. I assume Bill O'Brien might have been there helping, but he's uh, the only quarterback in the quarterback room. College football, Ohio State coach Ryan Day declared that Kyle McCord, uh, Kyle McCord will be the, openings, uh, uh, the starting quarterback on opening day for them. That's Saturday at Indiana. But in the next sentence, which wasn't reported very well, just all these headlines, McCord, Ohio State starter, Literally in his next sentence during his press conference yesterday, Ryan Day also said that Devin Brown will, in addition, get playing time. And he did not say that uh, he said that he was the starting quarterback, McCord, for the Indiana game, which I thought was horrendously poorly uh, described uh, on SportsCenter. And I read a, a couple of stories on this. It never even mentioned that he said that you know, Devin Brown will also play. 
The bottom line is Ohio State might not have any starting quarterback that's any good this year. Meanwhile, Utah starting quarterback Cam Rising said, Cam Rising said he will play. I don't think Utah said this, but Cam Rising apparently said this yesterday. He quoted in Salt Lake Papers today, or yesterday and today, I assume, uh, saying that he will play in the Thursday night opener for the Utes against Florida. Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara, transfer from Michigan, questionable for Saturday's season opener against Utah State, uh, and uh, he's had a right leg injury. Meanwhile, baseball, all-star shortstop Bo Bichette back on the injured list uh, for the Blue Jays. Uh, he now has a strained right, uh, right quadricep muscle. There was a knee problem before this, and he was on the injured list, came back apparently a little too soon. Also, if you missed it earlier in the week, Matt Chapman on the injured list for the, uh, for the, uh, for the Blue Jays, so the entire left side of the infield on the IL. Meanwhile... Uh, the Red Sox uh, trying to you know, hang in there. They're losing daily on a daily basis to the Astros and got uh, you know, beaten by the week uh, the weekend by the Dodgers. But who lose who doesn't you know, lose to the Dodgers? Jaron Duran for the Red Sox, a really key part of their team so far this season. He is out for the rest of the season with uh, toe surgery. That, according to Alex Corey, told the media that yesterday. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. Stay tuned. The Extra Point's coming up next, hosted by Kayla. More phone call time, 602-260-1060. And we will also preview the Broncos uh, in the 10-15 segment. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.